Welcome to Nerdscape Podcast, where we talk about everything underrated and overlooked. I'm your host, Cami, and I'm your host, Jablar. Here we are again for a new episode. Episode eight: The New World. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Hi. Just got done with this mic check. My. <laughs> <laughs> Cammy overheard me impersonating her voice. Yeah, I was busy trying to finish a report for my boss, and this one over here decided he was going to try to imitate me. My name's Cammy. That's not me. I'm your host. No. <laughs> I don't sound like that. It's good enough. Let's get my check done. <laughs> he probably could have tried to pull off the whole entire podcast by himself. Hey. <laughs> good idea. Anyone who agrees, leave a comment somewhere on the internet. Somewhere. <laughs> Even if it's on a Word document. Yes. Back to the episode. <laughs> this is episode eight of Nerd Escape. Uh, we are talking about the image comic book, The New World. Yes. Uh, it was published July 25th, 2018. Um, it's its own standalone little graphic novel. Uh, has a volume of five issues. Or, and, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, so it's a f- and to generalize it, it is a fan, it is a futuristic, high tech, dystopian world. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but why don't you tell us about the creators of this? So our writer is Elias Cott, and you can find him on Instagram at Elias Cott says, and that first name is A L E S. So. That's how you spell it. Yes. El- Elias. Elias. Hopefully we're saying that right. To all the creators of all the comic books talked about, I hope you're saying your name right. Yes. It always gets really sad when... Yes. I heard... Uh, I read that he was uh, from the Czech Republic. Yes. So he's originally from the Czech Republic and he's right American now... now. He resides in LA. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw that he was the director and a producer of film, television, and video games. I know, and that's so cool to me because I'm just like, he's done a lot, and the mere fact that I haven't heard about him is yeah. super frustrating. I think I, I saw an article, and it was maybe maybe 2016. Uh-huh. You know, people were starting to talk about him a bit, but yeah, I haven't right. seen, I haven't experienced him myself. Uh, but he worked on image titles such as Zero, Wolf, uh, Material, Lost Soldiers, The Surface, Children? and Wild Children. Oh. Oh, and he also, I saw he works on a comic book from Titan Comics, uh, Bloodborne. Oh, yes. So any Bloodborne fans out there, uh, I saw the cover. I know Trad Moore, the artist of The New World, does some of the covers, and they're really cool. Right. Uh, He also did a Secrets Avengers. So he did an Avengers, and um, the way he explained it, what he thinks he made when he wrote his version of the Marvel Avengers is a combination of James Bond, Breaking Bad, Arrested Development, and Superheroes. So that's something to check out. That's a wild combination. Um, from my experience from this read, I do want to read more of his work. Um, he has very charismatic dialogue characters, um, and the background characters are really cool in this whole comic book. Yeah. But we'll dive deeper into that. Well, yeah. So next we have our artist, Trad Moore. Um, there is not any information on him at all. He's from Snailville, Georgia. Besides that. Heard everyone's kind of slow there. But he's fast. Because they're snails. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only fast one. Trad Moore has been... He started drawing comic books in 2010. New World, of course. He also does Luther Stroud. If anyone's read that, I love that comic book. 
Um, he did all new Ghost Riders. He's also done Venom, Secret Warriors, some Deadpool titles, and something that I really want to check out, The Silver Surfer. He yes. did art for that. And if he did it, and honestly, I want to check out all of his stuff now because his art, he's one of my favorite artists. Like, I've gone on Go and ahead. saw some of his covers, and it's so good. Art is super precise, lines in perfect motion. Um, like, it's just like the force in motion of like whenever, like, you know, someone's doing something impactful with like a lot of force, he knows how to like take that to like another level, like no, his yeah. own level. I've, I've never seen like art done like this. Yeah. So it's just mind blowing to really see it on paper. Um, he did a cover for Little Bird, which I is really cool. Know. And it's, he has his trademark style. Like, as soon as you see his, once you know his work and you see his style, like, like, that's what makes an amazing artist is yeah. like you see it and like you don't even know the title of it or what it's like what the piece is about and you're like oh that's trap more because his stuff just pops yeah it's it so really good. does um i have read legend of luther stroud the legend of luther stroud has jack the ripper battle oh and it's one of my favorites like the way he made jack the ripper like this crazy fight that happened he's just jumping around everywhere it's, yeah. it's awesome but the colorist is heather moore yes and heather oh so Trad Moore, you can find him on Tumblr. That's about it. He doesn't have an Instagram. He does not have a Twitter. I'm so sorry. Um, but our colorist, Heather Moore, um, we kind of think that Trad Moore and Heather Moore are possibly um, either a couple or family, one or the other. Yeah. Couple, we don't, we don't know. They're, they're kind of privates about their life. <laughs> yes. They like to keep their privacy. And that's, that's cool. But yeah. they do great work. And Thank so you. if your husband, wife, sister, brother, you know, one of your auntie or something. Your dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the do I, <laughs> I mean, the dog could color. But the colors are amazing. Trap Moore's art is amazing. And they go hand in hand. And this comic book, um, I've, I saw something else that they, they do a style called Super Flat. And Super Flat is a postmodern art movement. It was the artist Takashi uh, Murakami. He influenced, and it also influenced manga and anime. And we noticed that in the credits, they give a lot of credits to flatters. And we're like, what the heck's a flatter? Right. And it, it turned out that, that this art is like they flatten it. And it's like some kind of, I don't know if it's a technique, but it's like digital art. And it's just, and then when you think about it, you look back to it, it's like, oh, I see. It's like, it's like it makes it more two-dimensional but makes yeah. it like pop off more. it's like 3d in a two-dimensional world yes that's what it is okay <laughs> that's a per you said it perfectly because yeah super flat takashi murakami's apparently started it and that's his style and like you know this is it's really cool it's so awesome i'm always i'm so every time i see it i'm just like how now do they do this okay, so you can find heather on ig at hm LM Colors. Next, we have our letterer, Clayton Cowles. You can find him on IG at Clayton Cowles. This guy is an Eisner-nominated letterer. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, this is so cool. He's like best known for Daredevil, Star Wars, Batman. He did um, on Bitter Root. Yes, I, I saw that, and I was like... That's one of his Eisner Awards. He's done <laughs> Bitch Planet, Die, Moonstruck, which is honestly a super, super cute read if you haven't read it. It's just like... I think I saw you bought that. Yeah, I did. No, 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 no. Did I buy it? Yes, I did. I thought I did not. I thought I was gifted it, but no, I did buy it. Um, and he's also done The Wicked and the Divine. 
Oh, yes. I've read some of those as well. Yeah. Um, he's been working at it since 2009, and he is from New York. Nice. New York. Well, yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn. I gotta stop. I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Probably not listening to you. <laughs> oh, maybe somebody is. Someone hear us. <laughs> um, our designer. There you go. Tom Mil- Muller. I was going to say Mueller, but that's not what it is. It's Muller. Uh, you can find him on IG at Hello Muller and then on Twitter at Hello Muller. All right. Hello Muller. Hello Muller. <laughs> All right. That's great. We give credit where credit's due. Um, moving on, we're going to talk about the setting of this. Um, I'll just tell you the first line of the the, the book at 8.15, April 15, 2037. Nuclear devices exploded over the metropolitan areas of five major cities in the USA. Spooky. Yes. And yeah, crazy thing about, um, and nobody claimed responsibility. No terrorist organization, no government. Um, And after that, there was, of course, you know, devastation, I assume. And it jumps to post-war so apparently there was a civil war that broke out. There were a couple. Yes. And so there was kind of a power struggle because, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's like it, a power grab. Uh, America has broken or settled into four territories. Um, one territory is the New California. And this is kind of funny when you see the map of it. It's a. Uh, from California across Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, and half of Texas half is the Texas. new California. And it's like not the cool part Californians of Texas. Californians eat your heart out. There's no <laughs> beach over here, man. <laughs> They'll still all live on the coast. And then another territory is the Union Federation. It's half of Texas and the southern states all the way to Florida. Uh, the United States of East America's Upper East Coast and the Midwest. Uh, mid And the mid part of America, basically the western part, like basically the mid uh, is just no man's land. But our steady minute takes place in the new California. Yeah, so who cares about the other places? I'm just getting all the landmarks right, okay? Okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, we are. New California is a cop state. Um, so much a cop state, more than we have already. <laughs> Truly. Uh, this, anal- this analogy or just dystopian future goes into the LAPD. Um, they're looked at as celebrities with ranking systems. Yes, like a bounty hunter. Yes, and they are on TV yep. like the bounty hunter. Do you guys remember when there was a bounty hunter TV show? Where my dog's at. Where are they? Dog. The bounty hunter. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. I remember like seeing it. Oh, on, it was on AE and I just remember hearing about it and I'm like is anyone actually going to watch this? Uh, I tried. But yes, when a cop is hunting down a wanted perp, um, the cops have cameras installed in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And it records everything and transmits it to all the citizens of New California. Yeah, they've got something in their brain. Um, I think it was on It's on the left temple. And then you have a camera in your eye at that point. Your camera, your eyes are the cameras. Yes, and families all over New California are watching this at their rooftop barbecues and their condos. Like, the kids love it. Like, the kids love the cop characters that are doing all this. It is entertainment. But, uh, anything else on that? 
Uh, when a criminal when a criminal is caught, people vote, um, and so it's like American Idol. <laughs> yeah. And they vote if the person being arrested should be killed or gets to live. <laughs> right? And oh, I'm just Lord. like, it's terrifying. And like, it's like a whole percentage, like pull like, like on the screen. And as the person has like a gun to like the perp's head or something. Right. And, um, and some cops kill. Usually I bet most of them cops kill and some cops don't. Yeah. So it's like, kind of, it's kind of based on who wants to still get paid uh regularly so they have like they have to perform and if yeah. they don't uh, so if someone votes if everyone votes that you die the cop must kill you but there's also some cops who don't follow the rules we'll tell you about some of those in a little bit um but it's a very colorful and flamboyant setting mm -hmm. it has a i say that with a it's a compliment it has a really strange and unique outfits and hairstyles like of the characters. That was one of my favorite things. Like the background was full of people mm -hmm. that seemed like they had their own like backstories. Right. But and you're only going to see that person once in the background. Right. Like every person I looked at looked like they had their own personality. And it was really great to see that because it was done through the clothes and then the colors specific to, you know, the people in the background. Some of the characters get dressed like go out and clubbing and stuff. So they put their like clubbing clothes on. Yeah. And this one, it's so unique and so strange and like, like new, like you haven't seen it with your eyes before that it'll make you go like kids, these generations. Like if they saw that, you'd be like, what the hell are you wearing? See, for me, like, but it looks cool. Wearing, I was like, this is really cool. This reminds me of me. Yeah. But the guy had a character had like. 60 fucking pockets. Yeah, it was like, yes, <laughs> over 10 pockets. Yes. Um, There's a candy in each pocket. There you go, I guess. But um, the cops, um, they are decked out in like this, like, kind of like puffy, flamboyant, like white armor. Yeah. And like, it's kind of like their suits, but it's like really stylized. Like, Trad Moore did a really good job with just like, you know, cutting all the lines very well. Yes. And he rounded them off really well, too. Yes. So they look harsh in a soft way yeah <laughs> so you're just like is this a cop or my best friend and then this was your line i'm, I'm quoting cammy when i say the art is intrinsic and homogeneous uh homogenous okay i'm gonna edit <laughs> you just say homogenous okay the, i think the art's very intricate so it takes like you know every little piece he draws it like feels like you could connect it if you had all the pieces in that one like everything so like he just takes shapes and makes like takes shapes individually in his art and it, it makes one beautiful picture yeah and that's that is exactly what i would say is like it's so intris intrinsic that it becomes homogenous yes great word thank you it's <laughs> one of my favorite words um but yes so we're post-war so around, uh, basically it takes place in LA. You have some veterans of the war characters. Um, so this is on the children's of the post-war and new, new California authorities won't let people leave the country to Mexico if they want to leave. Right. Um, so there's like, uh, I think that's a part of what the blockchain thing is. There's a program called blockchain oh, yeah, and it's like the right. security. It's like what runs all the like, it w it's what runs like the cameras and people's like heads. It would run the board. It's what it is what runs the border walls right. around New California. Yeah. So they there's an actual border, you guys, between 
Mexico yeah. and the rest of the United States. And you're just, it's just a super watch society where they can find you yeah. where they need to. Um, and if anyone's ever read Transmetropolitan, it has the Transmetropolitan uh, feel. Uh, it's a futuristic world, very sometimes dystopian, but it's like New York City, like crazy life. And it follows a journalist called Spider Jerusalem. Um, and I just got to say, Treadmore, I saw it. Uh, there's green and red bivocals somewhere. Um, they are spotted. It was really cool when I saw it. Is this the same universe as Transmetropolitan? That's exactly what I said. Hey, there you go. See, I'm quoting you again. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there's a great Easter egg. Uh, if you read this, look out for them. I thought mm -hmm. it was a great respect to Transmetropolitan. Yeah. I'll have to pick some of those up. They're really good. Nice. Let's go to characters. Characters. So our first character is Stella. And Stella, she's a second, second, second. She's a second-ranked cop. She's biracial, and her grandfather is the leader of the New California. Yes, and he is an old evil. geezer. Yeah, geezer. He's old geezer. Oh yeah, Stella Morris. <laughs> um, she is super prime time TV cop for the LAPD. Mm -hmm. You can catch her probably, I guess, at 7 p.m. on The Guardian. Six Central. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yes, she is the rank, like you said, the ranked second cop in LA's ratings. For what I've heard, she's, she has a cute gap tooth in oh her mouth. Oh my God, I love it. Um, she has a shaved head. She is a badass. And she is the cop who does not kill her perps. Yep. And uh, even when people usually vote kill, she kind of just like looks like uses her camera to be like, I'm not going to do that, y'all. Like, it's like, you guys should, should know me by now. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much like, y'all should learn from your ways. Like, like really, this is what's going to entertain you? So... She gets that, like, you know, bad, like, you know, going against the system kind yeah. of vote, you know, from the people. Um, her grandpa is the president of New California. Uh, they don't get along too well. They have, you know, some awkward dinners. Not at all. Um, but her lifestyle, like, this combo gives you a glimpse into her lifestyle, like her house. Yeah, she her lives apartment. alone. Yeah. Yes. Her big apartment. It's like a penthouse. She's pretty rich, yeah. Well, again, her grandfather is the yes. leader, so. Um, but she lives alone with her AI and then her cat. Her cat is the cutest thing. His name is, or her name is Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it's her fat pet cat, Godzilla. Mm -hmm. And. She has art like her AI that talks to her, like calls it the creature, like the monster. Yeah. And it, it's like or it the was, demon. The demons, like <laughs> it was in my cables this morning. It wants to sabotage me, and like so it has a cool relationship with that. Yeah. But the AI that talks to you, like you know, as most AIs do in stories, and you know maybe in real life, and take us all over one day. They developed emotions, right. and so they pick sides and everything like that. But Val is cool and. um uh, but her lifestyle, you get to see that she is messy. She really is. Uh, her apartment, if I was to say her apartment was disorganized, it would be a compliment. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is a, it's not, and it's not like she's at hoarding status, at hoarding status. She's just filthy. She just throws candy wrappers on the floor. And, yes. You know, leaves leaves noodles on the table. Yeah. She puts her keys in her gun in her fridge. Yeah. She oh, just keeps it sterilized, boy. I guess. Um, what? <laughs> but I did find out that uh, her name is Stella Morris, and she actually wears like kind of a saint pendant on her chest. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was her mother's, uh, but we learned that Stella Morris is Latin for uh, Star of the Sea. 
and it is known as an ancient title for the Virgin Mary. Uh, so it's a guiding star of the sea. Uh, it is known as a female protector or guiding spirit at sea. And that definitely describes Stella, in yes. my opinion. And she has her own, like, past things with her parents and her, her mom and dad. They tried to defect to New Mexico in the past. Something happened. Um, but she also likes to party and rave. Yeah, she does. And little traits about her character, she loves plants. Yes, she does. Yes. When she's talking to her, like, you know, coordinator, she talks about her plants. Or if someone makes fun of her, it's like, did you water your plants? I need to start using that joke on you. No, don't do that. You haven't been watering your plants. I have. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about our next character, uh, the hipster hacker kid known as Kirby Shikaku Miyazaki. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Got it right. Y'all don't even want to know what I called his middle name. <laughs> we had to edit. <laughs> uh, but yes, he is a hacker. A white hat hacker. A white hat hacker. A white hat hacker. Yeah. And if you guys don't know what a white hacker, white hat hacker is, they're the hackers who do good. Okay. I didn't know but what that meant. But he's not doing it. good. Well, he was doing some good. Yeah, but it's he's doing good on his own volition. White hat hackers actually work for the government. Okay. So, but what? But why, do you got, why do they have hackers working for the government? To block other hackers? Yeah, to oh, okay. yeah, so like building like different firewalls and like making sure like understanding where the attack yes. points would be. He likes to hack th um, the systems, and you know, while the guardians is running, he might flash some something up on the TV screen that the government does not like. Um, but he's he, <laughs> he's also a straight edge kid, yes. and he lets everyone know this. This is most straight edge kids do. <laughs> <laughs> straight edge fits in with the vegans, the CrossFitters. But yes, he is tech savvy. Um, you see books on his table. He studies the blockchain security system that we were talking about. Um, he's the one who wears outfits with a lot of pockets. Yeah, like over 60 pockets. Yes. And his outfit's the one you're just like, what are you wearing, kid? But, you know, actually, you're like, it looks cool. Yeah, it does. Um, but as his dad would say, he is a uh, gluten-free militia atheist. <laughs> he is a gluten-free militia atheist. And I like his dad's relationship. He kind of pokes fun at him. Um, but he claims to be spiritual. Right. I'm sure he's vegan and all of it. And yeah. he's in really good shape. He is. Um, he's a cool. He's a cool guy. He's straight edge. No, he's a cool guy. Yeah. I, I like the. I like both the characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he has rave scene friends, mm -hmm. and they they go they go to town on the artwork with the rave scenes. Oh, that's my favorite. Um, he is working on making a gorilla radio's communication device so that you have all the security around you and people watching you and everything, and like you know that's just how it is in their future. That they want some kind of way of communicating outside of yes, without being watched. Right. And he takes care of his uh, uh, he takes care of his dad, who is a veteran of the Second Civil War. Yep. And you know, like most veterans, and you know, the the dad types, you yeah. know, they, they drink a little too much sometimes. They've got PTSD. They're giving you shit while yeah. you're coming in the house, like, oh, hey, like, how you're sitting on my? It's couch. my tech wizard son. How's it going? <laughs> It's like, why'd you disassemble my robot, Dad? Oh, yeah. It's like, I try to make it make booze. And he's like, well, if it's going to make any booze, it better be kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, but yes, yeah, so moving on to the next character was Clark Miyazaki, obviously. It is Kirby's dad. Um, and I just want to say that I kind of think I put a theory together that Clark 
um, Kirby's dad looks like the artist I talked about earlier who invented super flat style, Takashi Murakami. Yeah. Maybe it's another Easter egg. Maybe it is. We like Easter eggs. Maybe there's Easter eggs lots of places. Oh, no. We have to read it again. But Kirby's dad, you know, helps him in all this. And just to give, like, a little bit of what kind of a premise of it is, it has a love story, too. Yeah. And it's... Uh, Stella and Kirby meet. Yeah. And they dance the night away. They meet at the rave. And they have a good time. Yeah, they do. And yeah, it's a really cool scene, and they fall in love. You can tell. This one is also kind of adult, so please. Yes. Um, Take care of yourself. And being a hacker who likes to poke at the blockchain system and mess with the cops and the government, she's a cop. Yep. She will come after your ass. So... But they're in love. Yeah. Conflict. I love it. Oh, my God. But, yes, uh, Kirby's dad. Oh, and I forgot to mention that the number one ranked super cop is Logan Maximus. Uh, he has He's a huge dude. He has armor. Yeah, and he used to be in the military with, or was he, he in the Air Force? He was in some Civil War one of the, yeah, unit with Kirby's dad, Clark. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's just a crazy conflict that pops up. They go after him, and he's number one ranked because he kills people. When yeah, he, he ha- follows the rules. Yes, he follows the rules, and he kills perps. And he has some cool armor. Like he looks like he has like this like it's like a Batman utility belt, but it's like like bulgy and bigger. Yeah. And he pulls these little like unit pieces off, and they like turn into like energy swords. Yeah. That shit was cool. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so they have like you know, and then just. Oh, the art alone just, you know, just slices. You will be just, blown away. Yes, and I'm going to probably just pick up everything, Trad Moore, Luther Stroud. I'm going to check out Silver Surfer because that thing, I bet it's amazing. Yee. But yeah, we can move on to questions. Then. Questions. <laughs> it's a really quick story, and I, I mean, I was left satisfied, but I was kind of upset because I really would like a continuation of this. Maybe they will. I hope so. Elias, if you're listening to this, please. Please. <laughs> Elias is a cool dude. I um, correspond with him on and off um, on Twitter. Yeah. Dope. Yeah, so it's really cool. Cool guy. Cool guy. Okay. All right, so questions. Wow. What did you like most about this comic? I liked... I like the art. <laughs> it's probably going to be your favorite thing. Uh, let me think about it. Okay. Uh, Tradmore's art, it's just flawless. It's pure. It's impeccable. It's intricate. Everything has a perfect spot and a reason for being there. And just the colors, Heather Moore, too. Like, these kill they it with the colors. They are a freaking powerhouse. Ah, they are. Uh, like, car crash debris is beautiful. Yes. Like, straight up. The blood spatter. Yes, there's like... Someone gets punched in the face and the blood splatters and like it's like a dotted shaped like magnetic electric field of blood splatter. It's like so cool. and it's just like it's like a, it looks like a 3D parabola, like a blood splatter, and it's like everything his style, I can see it from a mile away now, and it blows me away because it's like not how real life works, but he made this like world and that's just his style now. Yeah. It has a lot of small, precise shapes that make beautiful faces and structures and, you know, landscape. It's really badass. And also the background. Like, I don't know if it's 
I don't know if it's Aless or if it's Tradmore who's doing the ideas for the background characters because it's just like I can just sit and like look at the background characters and they make them look like they had a full life like yeah. they're actually like you know non-playable characters in your comic book right right <laughs> they have like history and stuff but yes that was my favorite yeah what was your favorite uh so of course i love the art i love the coloring it was done so well but i think i would have to say that i really enjoyed the diversity in this comic because our main character which originally this is why i picked up the volume because the main character is black but the other side is that she's biracial. So for me, that was really, really cool to yeah. see. And Kirby, I do believe, is biracial. He looks to be biracial. And so, like, his friends, like, he has some friends who are, like, black girls and stuff like that and black guys. So they did a really good job of showing diversity in this comic. They did. Because most comics, I mean... Because... Because uh, Kirby's dad is like, you know, he seems like he's a mix of Japanese and something else, too. Yeah. And then, you know, Kirby's mom seems like she was a mix of something else as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I almost forgot that uh, there's, you get to see Stella's mom. Stella's uh -huh. mom looks like Cammy. Yeah. I, I saw <laughs> like that. Like the hair, everything. Like she just like colored her hair whenever, like I read this and I was like. Her mom looks just like you. Yep, this is true. I so was if you like want to see shocked. a picture s of what Cammy looks like, it, 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 yeah, you could probably post that picture of her on your like profile and oh, like, yeah. oh look, someone did art piece of you. It's like, oh look at this. <laughs> yes, very beautiful, and the characters are great. Yeah, like background characters and the main characters. It was done so well. So, who is your favorite character? I'm gonna go with Clark, Clark? Uh, Kirby's dad. Mm -hmm. It's just, I like the character who's like sitting on the couch and you get home. It's like, look, it's my vegetable eating straight edge militia son. What you got going on today? And then he's like, he took his robot apart and everything. He just kind of pokes at him all the time because he kind of knows like he's not doing anything. He had like, you know, he's served in the war and he's just laying back and drinking. Whenever things hit the fan, they got to kind of go on the run. You know, his dad's there for him. Right. And, you know, and his dad, then the whole fighting with the Maximus dude, the number one cop, it's just great stuff. Yeah. I respected him. Oh, yeah. And he has like a full uh, Japanese bodysuit as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, that was my favorite character, Clark. He hit it home for me, but. Um, I, this was hard for me to really pick because I think all the characters were done so well that I, like, I got mad about the grandfather because he was a bad character and they showed he was a bad character. So I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, so I'm picking Stella. Um, she just, uh, I was able to see myself partially in her. I was like, okay, she likes to, you know, do the right thing. And, you know, if people are going to judge her, she's like, okay, but look at your actions. Look, look what you're doing. Um, don't come at me. And so she also likes that rave scene. Yes, the rave scene. I love the rave scene. I miss the rave scene. As soon as I, I think I was seeing this a lot and I showed it to you and I was like, I think you would like this and you bought it. And then sure enough, it's a, a biracial main character that loves plants yep. <laughs> and loves to rave. And I was like, oh God. And then the mom looks just like you. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> is this me? Am I finally getting my own book? Oh yeah. That's neat. 
yeah, honestly, like, I know she had the shaved head, but it, it looks like you. I never realized that. Go check out Cammy's character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our next question, do you believe opposites attract? Yes. And this stems from the hacker and the cop. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that. I mean, that's the rules of the universe. Right. Correct. But I don't know through experience, I've seen that, you know, in the, in IRL, uh, you know, once they're like, oh, I love this about you. It's so different. Then it's like, why is you different? (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Why are you so different? You know, so opposite attracts do work, but also these characters have like stuff in common. Right. Like they love plants. They like to rave, something they connected on. And, you know, Kirby can't believe he's in love with a cop. And then, you know, and then Stella's just kind of confused if she should, like, be going against the system or, you know, having her head together. But so my answer is no. (laughs) You got to have something. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think opposites do attract, but there's a point when that attraction Yes. Hits a wall. And you got to, and I've thought about this question today because it's like you have to, you have to adapt each other's uh, habits yes. in a way and not to a full extent where it needs to be exactly the same, but where you're just being like, all right, like I'll do a little bit how you like to do it or like right. you know, this way. And, and it, even with the opposite with Stella and Kirby with uh, her being so disorganized in her own life and right. her house. And then, you know, but she's like super rich and then this dude being like super organized and healthy and like doing all this stuff in his house is, you know, somewhat organized, right. and tidy and clean. So no, no, I'm going, no, you're going with, no, you don't believe opposites attract. <laughs> you just have to answer the question. <laughs> I'm going with the fifth. All right. He's pleading in the fifth. <laughs> my dudes. I believe I believe opposites attract, but they end up hitting a wall. Sometimes it works out because some people can make it work. They hit a wall, like the wall that's covering Californians from New Mexico. Yeah. In this story. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last question. Do you think Stella and Kirby make it as a couple? Because we don't know. They end up together, but how does it all end up together? Right. Yes. Yes. Just to be happy. Oh. I mean, yes. I can. I don't know. Anything I'm saying can no. You're saying no. I'm saying no. Why? Um, because they're both kind of high strung in different ways, and it's like high strung in opposite directions. Yeah. So I'm just like, uh, this might not work out. I like it now, but further down. I don't know, <laughs> but I don't think so. Okay, well, I'm gonna go with yes. Okay. And because it's just it is so different, but they'll have a house and somewhere they're living, and they'll have a house full of plants, and they'll get a dog for the with the cat, and they'll build his robot stuff. Uh-huh. We know we don't know. Look at us; we're opposite on answers. That's true. For but both of these answers. Yeah, but we're not like. No, we're not. We're literally, like, basically the same. 
Pretty much. We've finished each other's sentences on multiple Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> you never finish my sandwich. I'm always making you sandwiches. No, I'll finish your sandwiches. I make him the sandwich and he eats both his and mine. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Take that back. He only eats a quarter of my sandwich. Yeah, there you go. I've made her sandwiches before. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> we make each other sandwiches. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> makes a mean steak and eggs. Yes. And she makes a mean... She doesn't cook at all. How dare you? <laughs> That's the lie for the sandwich lie. <laughs> all right. Kudos. But yes, that is it. Pick this up at your local comic book store. Um, even online. Very colorful. The it the art pops out so much. It, it oh my god! Like just opening it up, it just it's just it's beautiful. Yeah, I honestly would love to have like a print of one of these covers, oh, yeah. if not all. If of you them. see some trad more art out there, pick it up. Pick it up. It's great. If I see it, I'm going to. Um, I'm definitely going to read more of the writer, Elias Cott. Elias Cott, because. Um, from what I've heard of stuff I read from him, that he was he's been making kind of like cool techie, yeah, like just unfamiliar yeah. stories. And so I that really puts you in a weird world. I just looked up the other day. He actually has a comic book that's set in 2022. Okay. Or no, 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 2020. I'm sorry. It's set in 2020, and I really, really want to pick it up to see how spot on. <laughs> All right. Because even in because this one is set post twenty thirty seven. Yes, after nuclear downfall. Yeah, so I was like, ooh. It's gonna be it. Pick up the new world. Thank you for listening to Nerd Escape, where we talk about everything underrated and overlooked. I'm your host Jablar, and I'm your host Cami. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. Bye.